0: but we'll showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to BFTExpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you.
1: Hello and welcome to Future Tech Podcast. I'm Juliette Lamar and my guest today is Artur Ivanov. He is the CEO and founder at FIC Network. Welcome, Artur. Thanks for joining us.
2: Thank you so much, Juliet. It's a pleasure to be on, the, on your podcast.
1: Good. Well, you know, let's, get, let's just get right started here. Tell us about FIC Network. What do you guys do, and how are you going to help oh, us ab- today?
2: Absolutely, yeah. So FIC Network uh, is born out of uh, the parent company, Factory uh, Incorporated. Uh, Essentially, we started out in 2016 when I moved to New York City and, uh, you know, established a company uh, which attracted investments from Startup Bootcamp Fintech New York City, Boost BC, which is the top blockchain accelerator, also a couple other uh, fintech investors such as BLA Venture Partners and uh, other angels. Uh, Essentially, FIC Network is a blockchain protocol for the credit market and the fixed income market. Uh, Very simply put, uh, what that means is that uh, essentially it allows the secondary loan market transactions. It allows a bond issuance on top of blockchain, basically from the issuance to exchange to redemption Uh, for, um, you know, for a for uh, for everyday investor. That means that they will be able to put their crypto into, you know, interest generating uh, financial products such as bonds, asset backed securities and uh, others.
1: Excellent. So what when a customer comes to you and a client comes to you, give us a play-by-play, step-by-step of what that process would look like.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so first of all, uh, in our roadmap, uh, the first product is sort of what we're concentrating on is a secondary loan market where you know, we usually get approached by lenders uh, that are mm-hmm. uh, lending money to borrowers, whether it's a, uh, whether it's a consumer or a, a small business. Uh, and then they want to basically what they want to do is they want to sell their loan portfolios to investors so that they can get the cash back uh and uh, sort of loan more money to more customers uh while staying as services so currently our solution is not launched it's being tested so uh, it is uh sort of a you know this uh innovative way for lenders to utilize blockchain technology to uh simplify uh, their processes to sell their loans to investors, so that's kind of uh, uh the first uh product in our roadmap that we're currently working on
1: great um I'm also looking here that you have your own token your f i c token now do oh, that's you correct. also create do you also create tokens for for your clients or tell me a bit about that
2: right right, right so. We are a blockchain company from the very, very first draft, and uh, the token in our protocol has been a sort of like a centerpiece. Um, and uh, basically, the EFIC token is a service token, utility token to perform actions within the network. Uh, so the token can be used to, you know, issue financial instruments, to create accounts, to exchange financial instruments within the network. Um, it is. Uh, it it, it is basically serving the purpose of, uh, you know, sort of like a capital reserves uh, as well in the network. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it allows all all of the activities within the network because we purely believe that, uh, you know, most of the transactions or actions should be performed on-chain instead of off-chain. So tokens, essentially, we are issuing, we are currently in the middle of the, sort of token issuance, so far we have raised our soft cap and uh, we're looking to uh, fill the rest of the token sale in our uh, pre-sale until uh, mid-April or so. Um, So essentially, yep, sorry.
1: No, go ahead, go ahead.
2: Uh, To answer your question, whether we're issuing tokens for our clients, well, clients can buy the tokens and then subsequently use them uh, on our platform. Got it. Um,
1: when you said on-chain versus off-chain, for for people who are not in the industry here, can you kind of explain what that concept is?
2: Yes, that's correct. So on-chain transactions uh, means that uh, you know that transactions are happening uh, on a, on the main sort of ledger uh, level. That you can encode different uh, actions to perform on the ledger instead of uh, sending these sort of uh, transactions or smart contracts off to uh, uh, you know, a side chain or uh, a centralized solution and, and then just publish the hash and the outcome of these transactions off-chain to uh, basically back on the main chain. So we believe that our solution is scalable enough to perform most of the actions uh, or all of the actions on-chain. Uh, and that gives more granularity. That means that it is more auditable and uh, more auditable in a much easier manner as well.
1: Oh, great, great. So, what is your ultimate goal with with FIC?
2: Well, the the grand vision is really to create this open, transparent uh, financial market. Um, the reason mm-hmm. why we're concentrating on the fixed income and the credit market is because historically, the debt markets and credit markets have sort of accelerated the economic growth worldwide. You know, from Mesopotamia to uh, to uh, Middle Ages. To, uh, to current sort of digitized world. And we believe that the next wave of financial innovation will be applied to the crypto economy. And, uh, you know, crypto economy needs sort of like a this uh, protocol for the fixed income. Because if you think about it, every single crypto investor currently mostly holds their crypto uh, in their wallets. What that means mm-hmm. is that uh, they are not, uh, you know, it's similar to what uh, if you were using your cash under your mattress and it was just sitting there. Instead, you know, you usually deposit your uh, money in a bank account. It earns you some interest. You can invest in other financial instruments to yield you more uh, sort of returns. Currently, in crypto, that is non-existent. So we're solving this problem in the long term to accelerate uh, um, the crypto economy and like make it more mainstream for uh everyday uh, users and sort of uh adapt uh to adapt the traditional world's uh principles to the crypto economy.
1: Oh, very interesting. So you're you're trying to get the crypto to work to make money instead of just grabbing and holding and and keeping it in your hard wallet and hoping for the best. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, and uh, hopefully also in the hard wa- hardware wallet, you know.
1: Yes, yes, cuz it's it's so easily stolen if you're not doing it correctly. Um, What are some of the biggest uh, concerns for for your company that with with your clients in mind that you're trying to solve? Is it transparency? Yeah, go ahead. uh,
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's both the transparency, uh, but also for clients uh, right now. It's a huge challenge to like wrap their head around about this thing, blockchain. You know, if you know a couple of years ago, it was I sounded like a crazy person talking about this solution. That mm-hmm. right now, people are people are starting uh, realize that this is actually a perfect use case for this market. Uh, sort of, this technology is actually excellent use case for this market. So, uh, that, the the ch- the main challenge is uh, obviously the educational part of it, and then uh, you know adopting it on the enterprise level. Uh, that is kind of down the road uh, uh, challenge to solve.
1: Um and how did you get involved with all of the cryptocurrency and the blockchain technology? Is this something that's always interested you or when did the bitcoin bug bite you?
2: Yeah, that's uh that's a very good uh question because the first time I heard about bitcoin was in 2009 and uh the the problem with that is that uh I sort of discovered it and then I totally forgot about it until <laughs> until 2014. And uh, in 2014, uh, I was back in Latvia. That's where I come from. Uh, and uh-huh. I realized that, you know, I need to do something for myself. I don't want to work in my, you know, day job. And I want to work for myself. And uh, financial technology and finance has always been like uh, a, p- a passion of mine. So um, I sort of rediscovered uh, Bitcoin uh, and uh, subsequently Ethereum and also uh, blockchain technology. So, in Two thousand and fifteen quit my job moved to uh, in two thousand and sixteen moved to New York, attracted some investments, and basically started uh, started my journey as an entrepreneur um, wow, and, that's you know, I, and you know i I believe that cryptocurrencies is probably the largest paradigm shift worldwide economically and politically, and i couldn't uh you know stop thinking about it and I had to jump on board and be uh, this kind of, uh, you know, in the middle of this change, instead of uh, just dragging along and seeing what ha- what will happen.
1: You don't want to be an observer. You want to be a participant.
2: Definitely, yes.
1: So since two thousand nine, I know you said you you discovered it and then forgot about it, but in your experience, you know, what has been the biggest industry shifts over the years?
2: Over these years, um, I, I mean, probably the the main shift is that uh, so many smart people are working on this, just literally. Mm-hmm thousands of people are working on it daily uh so there are solutions coming out um all the time and there are different opinions about it uh, if it at the, at the first it was sort of like these crypto people very sophisticated thinkers coders entrepreneurs were this very inner circle um then mm-hmm. right now all kinds of industry participants are looking at this discovering new use cases and just building on top of this Sort of disruptive uh, technology, and that is, to me, that is very exciting.
1: And you think it's also beneficial? I mean, where do you see the where do you see the industry going in, in five to ten years?
2: Oh, that's a that's an excellent question because on one side, uh, you know, cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology uh, presents this opportunity for sovereign, basically, individual sovereignty, uh, where individual will prevail over organizations and centralized parties, uh, governments, uh, corporations. So that's kind of the whole promise of it. Um, And on the other spectrum, you know, organizations and corporations have dominated, you know, our daily lives for the past uh, hundred years. And uh, it's sort of a battle uh, which will prevail. And I believe this, uh, like, it will meet somewhere in between that, uh, you know, there will be more freedoms, uh, you know, for the individual over their capital over their data, and uh, over their identity. Uh, and uh, whereas institutions will have to adapt uh, where they are uh, sort of historically, they have been better at managing, um, you know, uh, assets or materials at scale because of the economies of scale. So I think that there will be, uh, the, they will meet somewhere in between where individual have, uh, individuals have more freedom and the organizations are more efficient uh, thanks to this technology, um, that's kind of what 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 uh, what uh, I see or what I believe in uh, the future of this uh, industry.
1: Wow, I mean, there's just so much potential growth in in any direction, really, and and it's it feels like the wild west. It could go it could go multiple multiple places, but ultimately, it is it's not going anywhere. You know, it's not going to be yeah. Going, I mean, it's it, not going to fade out.
2: <laughs> exactly. Uh, it it will not be the case uh, for everybody like uh, for myself in 2009 when I just forgot about it. <laughs> you know, you cannot, uh, you cannot just dismiss the technology altogether and, uh, you know, uh, just ignore it. It's out there. It's run by, you know, tens of thousands of computers worldwide. A lot of people are working on it. So it's not going anywhere. It's going to be better from now on uh, only. So
1: listeners, don't forget about it. Jump on and stay on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that's that's correct.
1: Um, I was looking at an article here that Astronaut Capital uh, is one of your clients. Is that correct?
2: Uh, Astronaut Capital just invested in our token sale. Um, they have also published a review about us, um, which is uh, quite pleasant. I, to be honest, I have been blown away and humbled by the reviews from the top industry analysts and investors that have basically put trust into us and. Uh, Allows us to to build out this protocol. Um, so yeah.
1: And uh, and and what other kind of investors and cap, uh, clients do you have?
2: Yeah, uh, as I mentioned, from the investors side, we have uh, you know equity investors like Startup Bootcamp FinTech New York City. We were top ten companies worldwide selected uh, to be part of the New York Accelerator. Uh, then uh, you know Boost B C which is one of the top blockchain accelerators we uh, we we are backed also right now uh, as part of the token sale as you mentioned Astral Capital uh uh, bl- uh, uh, bl- uh, bl- uh block fund and a couple other uh, crypto um uh, investors such as Cap, uh, uh Vesper Capital and so on um and uh, you know crypto funds are inquiring us uh, right now every day uh, mostly so we are looking to you know accommodate their uh uh, their allocation within our pre-sale. In terms of clients, we are, we're currently not disclosing uh, our partnerships yet uh, mm-hmm. but uh, we, because we're under NDAs, uh, but some of the partners, uh, you know, you can see, see them on our website. Uh, just today, we have partnered up with Civic, which is another blockchain uh, company uh, doing identity management and uh, secure verification of uh, investors and other um, uh, individuals.
1: Excellent, and your so your pre-sale is ongoing, and the public sale is going to be starting April 16th, just right around the corner.
2: Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. It's uh, it's very exciting for me and my team.
1: Oh, uh, that's just it's wonderful. And you guys are located in, uh, in San Francisco, or where where are you located? You're all over the world, of course, but
2: <laughs> that's, that's, you have some events yeah. coming up. <laughs> Yeah, we have a very distributed uh, distributed team. And uh, I, I'm not sure where I'm located uh, right now anymore. <laughs> I'm, currently, I'm, currently, I'm currently in New York, but I just flew from San Francisco. Before I, that, I was in London. Before that, I was in Dubai. And I'll be going to South Korea pretty soon. We have our headquarters right now in Philadelphia, but we are moving to New York City uh, next month. Uh, we're moving our uh, office to New York City. And we also have our European subsidiary back in Latvia, where our tech development uh, mostly is happening.
1: So you are definitely a global force.
2: I think that's what uh, that's what crypto represents. Uh, you know, being a global a global citizen and uh, you know being uh, all, all over and uh, not to be tied to one place.
1: And I think that is one of the the main things that pulls at my interest for crypto is the unification of our planet. You know, it's something that we oh. can all do together.
2: Oh, absolutely. And uh, I'm not sure if it's just this planet. It, I think that this is uh, so, sort of cryptocurrencies are the cornerstone for also unification of other planets because we probably will not be using cash when, you know, Elon uh, colonizes Mars.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know yeah. but if the U.S. dollar will transfer out
2: there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Probably not everybody will be carrying their cash uh, with them.
1: Um, Oh, that's, you know, and that is, that is the future. That's what we're moving towards and, and full control over your own banking in a way. You don't have to rely on a third party of a bank to be able to do what you want, which is freedom, essentially.
2: Yeah, very correct. Yeah.
1: So, you know, what, what motivates you? It seems, it seems that you are very motivated about this. You know, when you get up in the morning, what gets you excited about everything?
2: Oh, um. I think that you know, being an entrepreneur, uh, you just find something and you hold on to it and you just don't let go. So I've been holding on to this idea that I need to create this every single day. And uh, you know, I'm grateful to have you know the backing of world class you know investors, having the you know support from advisors and having my team uh, together working so hard. So this whole combination of you know my idea for the future. Plus the support that I'm getting is just the the largest motivation for me.
1: Yeah, you're seeing results, and the results just generate more ideas and more passion.
2: Exactly, and uh, and this space has so many uh, sort of like as I mentioned, sophisticated thinkers that it's really great to exchange ideas and come up with new solutions uh, and you know see broaden the horizon. Let's say.
1: Mm-hmm. So uh, when people are when you have this public sale on April 16th, what can people expect when they're when they're buying a piece of FIC? Well,
2: in the long term, obviously, it's it's the ultimate ability to earn interest on your uh, crypto asset. Uh, But, you know, people have to be patient right now. uh, You know, these token sales, uh, they come really quickly, but people don't realize that it takes, you know, months and years to develop a working product that is tested, that is neat, that is robust. Um, so, you know, what people can expect is that, you know, we will be doing our best. We will be, uh, you know, managing our community properly because ICO or a token sale is essentially very close to becoming a public company where you need to manage expectations. Be careful about, you know, your statements, and, uh, you know, really be uh, sort of um, take care of, uh, of uh, you know, not only the core business side of it, but also the community side of it.
1: Exactly, because a good community is. This is. It comes down to you are working with computers, and it is a cryptocurrency, but you still have the human aspect of the entire thing.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But you know, I also expect uh, that you know our community members will be contributors to you know our ideas, our uh, code, and and uh, you know in general product development.
1: Absolutely. And your token symbol, just so everyone knows, is E F I C or F I C Network. So on April, yeah. April sixteenth. Hopefully, you will get completely overwhelmed with support. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hopefully, yes. We're actually opening the whitelist uh, tonight, um, so oh, everybody how can uh, how everybody can uh, register for the for the public sale. Yeah.
1: Fantastic. Um, well, do you have any final thoughts for our listeners here?
2: Juliet, I think that, you know, you're doing an amazing job with with this podcast. And, uh, you know, I hope that, you know, we and you and, uh, you know, this sort of industry can really, uh, you know, continue to educate people uh, about cryptocurrencies and, uh, you know, the ideas behind it. And to really make it mainstream, that is kind of um, what I, I definitely believe in, that this is the future and we should be spreading the word about it. and. Uh, Obviously, podcasts like yours is uh, is an excellent uh, excellent uh, conduit for that.
1: You have to get knowledge is power. And the more knowledge that people can get, the more confidence they will have in their decision-making, and then the better decisions will be made.
2: Very correct. I couldn't agree more.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Artyos, even Ivanov, thank you so much for joining us, and everyone you need to check out FIC Network, they're going on public sale April 16th, 2018. This has been just a wonderful conversation. So thank you so much for joining me.
2: Thank you so
0: much, Juliet.
1: All right, have a great day.
0: You too. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Check Expo. This is gonna be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're gonna be talking about Blockchain and its applications, we're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007. From the real estate boom that ended in 2008 and, of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first in their covered wagons. They find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but will showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to BFTExpo.com. virtual reality, and more.